Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're going to be going in-depth into my week number eight quarterback start or sit decisions for the 2023 fantasy football season. Inside of today's video, we're going to take a look into every single game from Thursday night all the way until Monday night football, and I'll be telling you guys whether I think you should start or sit the quarterbacks in all of those games. But before we could get into things, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below and watch down there whether you are new to the channel or not please make sure you leave a like on today's video it would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on twitter or x please do so at notorious fntsy and if you'd like access to my weekly rankings that should be posted sometime today as well as an answer to any of the questions you guys may have make sure you guys check out the patreon link in the video description for seven dollars and fifty cents so without further ado let's get into my week number eight quarterback start or sit decisions for the 2023 fantasy football season we begin with Thursday Night Football, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the No One Circles the Wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Now, the Buffalo Bills are a team that are potentially in danger of just skidding fully out of control, right? They lose to the Jags in London. They barely beat the Giants. They lose last week against division rival the Patriots. If they don't get back on the saddle this week, the Buffalo Bills might fall out of control like Humpty Dumpty off that wall right this might be a scenario where if the Bucks win here with the Bills being such large favorites that the Bills obviously the season isn't over but that pipe dream of winning a Super Bowl might be smashed here now I am still pretty unsure of what to think about the Bills they are huge favorites here but I would be Definitely nervous to to bet the Bills as such big favorites. And I wouldn't be shocked with how frisky the Bucks have been at points this season if they fucked around and, and beat the Bills. Now, Josh Allen, despite the Bills' woes over the last three games, Allen has still done very well for fantasy. In the last six games, he's been a top eight quarterback in five of those games. I still worry that the Bills may not end up bouncing back here but even if they don't, or even if they win by the tip, just the tip here, they barely eke one out, I still think Allen should have a top five-ish game up against a pretty middle-of-the-road Buccaneers defense. Baker Mayfield is a sit, but there are going to be a couple of quarterbacks that I talk about today as a start that you might be like, Nick, I would actually rather play Baker over him, and I probably wouldn't have a crazy argument with you now Mayfield is currently dealing with a knee injury but practiced in limited fashion yesterday on Tuesday which is a positive sign assuming that he plays even if his knee is slightly messed up here I think he could be somewhere from the quarterback 16 to 20 at the end of the week probably a guy that you're okay that you started. He probably doesn't sink your team's battleship, but he also isn't the reason why you win your week. Now, he was the quarterback 11 last week, but I feel like the Bills have the upside to really just go scorched earth here, right? Everyone's talking about how the Bills are dead, the Bills are frauds, and then they come out here and smack the ever-living shit out of the Buccaneers. So Baker is close to being a start. Josh Allen is a must-start quarterback. Moving now to the Sunday slate, the LA Rams at the Dallas Cowboys. Now, we just talked about how Josh Allen is a must-start both of these quarterbacks are start-worthy guys, but neither of them are guys that I would just bang the drum aggressively for. 
for and tell you that you need to start him this week. Matthew Stafford has been a top 15 quarterback in three of the last, or actually in four of four games, because he's the quarterback 15 in three of those games and the quarterback 14 in the other game. Quarterback 15 feels basically pretty much like the sweet spot for Stafford this season and probably exactly where he's going to end up finishing this week up against a stronger Cowboys defense. Like I said, he doesn't feel like a must-start quarterback, but some people may have to start him this week even though there are no bye weeks. The upside is always there because when you have Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, who both look downright incredible and can both form an Eiffel Tower over the Cowboys' defense, the upside's immense. But Stafford has yet to hit that ball out of the park, right? Stafford is yet to have that huge game this year, and maybe at this point in his career, he doesn't have it in him. I still think Stafford's good enough. I think he's a pretty safe bet this week, but I don't know if Stafford's going to be able to take you guys over the top ropes and be the reason why you win your week. And a pretty similar thing could probably be said about Dickie Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. Both Stafford and Prescott are starts. Now, prior to the bye, Dak was the quarterback one. Round of applause for him up against a shit Chargers defense. That was a far more ideal matchup than here up against the other LA team. Now, it's not like the Rams have the most ferocious defense in the NFL, but, you know, it, it's not the Chargers. I will note that if Dak looks at least somewhat decent, he should be a fine start on Sunday, but it still feels pretty gross, in my opinion, to throw Dak into your lineup. And also, they just run so much on the goal line that Dak will probably end up getting cucked out of a potential touchdown or two in this game. Next up, we move to the cold like Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Thuggins is a must-start quarterback for me. Kirk Cousins was surgical on Monday Night Football against against the 49ers, and unlike with OJ, the glove did fit. Man, oh man, what a game for Kirk. I know at the beginning of the game, he threw a dumbass interception. It was the classic Kirk Cousins in prime time type of interception, but even without Jefferson, Kirk looks good. Obviously, I would prefer that I could do some type of gypsy witchcraft and bring Justin Jefferson back to the starting roster. But I can't do that, right? Maybe Jefferson will be back in a couple of weeks. But even without Jefferson, I'm still confident in Kirk. I don't love this matchup against the Packers. This isn't a wet dream matchup. But the defense hasn't really lived up to my expectations. And with how good I need a bad bitch Jordan Addison Ray looks, man, oh man, this could be a huge game from Kirk Thuggins. Jordan, love me tender, love me sweet is a start. Now he hasn't looked... Looked good recently. Uh, he started off the season. It was like, oh my God, the, the Packers have done it again. They had Favre, who they traded for. Then they had A.A. Rob Rogers. And then bam, Jordan Love. It's like, oh my gosh, if you're a fan of a team in the division, you're pulling your hair out. You're like, how did they do it again? Right? But recently, this man has been on a tear of throwing the ball straight to the defense. But here against Minnesota, I think you'll have a decent enough game to be start worthy. Now to me, it is... Oh, I'm all shocked, all struck, shocked by the fact that he isn't feeding Christian Watson the ball more, which I hope is the case going forward. He was the quarterback 12 last week up against the Denver defense. He certainly didn't look great, but he finished well at the end of the week. I think he's going to be fine against the Vikings defense, which doesn't overwhelmingly scare me. 
they put Brock Purdy into a mental pretzel. I don't think that'll be the case with Love, but it it definitely could be. So Love's a start, but again, my my love for Mr. Jordan Love is starting to dwindle. Next up, we move to the Atlanta Falcons at the Atlanta Titans, the Tennessee Titans. The Titans quarterback situation is an unmitigated disaster. Report is right now that with Tannehill out, according to head coach Vrabel, the quarterbacks Levis and Willis will share quarterback duties. What? This isn't college. We've seen college teams try to do that in the past, right? There's this famous saying, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. Pick one. Pick one. I don't want to see Will Willis anymore. I'd rather see Will Levis. Their names are kind of similar. I don't want to see Malik Willis. But I feel like we're more likely to see him start the game. But I don't know. I, I read yesterday that it seemed like Will Levis was going to start. So we shall see. Either way, though, I'm not starting them. It's not like the Falcons' defense fucking scares the ever-living shit out of me. But I'm not playing either Levis or Willis. What you talking about, Willis? Uh, for the start, I'm starting Desmond Ritter. Ritter turned all of those interceptions from Week 6 into fumbles in Week 7 against the Bucks. With all that said, the Tennessee pass defense is no bueno. They are not good at all. So even if Ritter stinks like I believe he does, he should be a fine start this week against the LA Titans. Next up, we move to the New Orleans Saints at the Indianapolis Colts. Now, I will say, if there were teams on by this week, just like last week where there's the by Mageddon, for some reason, they put a million teams on by in week seven. Then no teams on by in week eight, and then bam, you get smacked with the bye week yet again next week. It, it doesn't make sense. They should just ease them in, but they like to go balls deep with the bye weeks, I guess. So if there were teams on by like last week, I would actually say that you could probably start both of these quarterbacks. But since no one is on by, they will both be on the bench for me. The Saints defense may be on fraud alert. Wee woo, wee woo, but. Even though Minshew was on fire against the Cleveland Browns last week with four touchdowns and one pick, we all know that the Minshew mania, the Minshew man, is very streaky. He is like discount Matt Fitzpatrick. Brian Fitzpatrick. Matt Fitzpatrick, that's a different guy. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know? The Fitzmagic runs out. Stafford, not Stafford, Minshew does the exact same shit. Mitchell will be hot one day. The next day, he looks like Stevie Wonder out there trying to throw the ball. So I would definitely sit Minshew here. Ultimately, due to that and the fact that the matchup isn't the greatest. Again, they got bent over by, by the Jags, that defense. But the Colts offense isn't the Jags offense. And Minshew is not Trevor Lawrence. Derek Carr has had back-to-back -back weeks inside the top 10 at quarterback. But he continues to look very unimpressive, right? Not all stats correlate to the eye test. If you watch the game, you throw on the tape, he does not look good, in my opinion, at all. He keeps getting over 300 yards, but he's only getting one touchdown, and he's also throwing the ball to the other defense, throwing a pick every game. It just feels like, with no one on by, this is the week where Carr falls back down to reality. Snap back to reality, right? They're probably being the quarterback 20 or worse, just like he was earlier on in the season. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, hit that subscribe button down below if you are new. Whether you are new to the channel or not, hit that like button down below. It helps me out a ton. Next up here, we got a division rivalry matchup. The AFC Beast, the AFC East, the Patriots at my Miami Dolphins. Now, Mystic Mac Jones 
It looked like you were watching, if you squinted hard enough, it was like you're watching Tom Brady go up against the Bills, right? Not really, but Mac Jones looked like a different man. Over 270 passing yards and two touchdowns with zero interceptions. Now, I will note, we saw the exact same thing in week one against Philly, right? Except for in week one, they lose to the Eagles. Last week, they beat the Bills. After that Philly game, he was terrible for the next five games. Going up against the Dolphins defense that, to me, looked much sharper last week against the Eagles. I don't think this is a look-ahead game. I know the Dolphins get the Chiefs next week in Germany, but the Dolphins are going to take this very seriously. We're coming off of an L, and I really do believe that this defense looked a lot better. There's still injuries galore all over the squad. Ramsey should be back soon. X should be soon back soon on the defense. No Javon Holland, most likely. But it is what it is, right? Mac Jones... Could he do it? Yeah, he probably could. But Mac Jones has historically not been the best against the Dolphins when the Dolphins are at home. And my boy Tua Tungavailoa is 5-0 against the Patriots and Billy Belichick. Tua Tungavailoa was down last week against the Philadelphia Eagles after the refs bent us over a table. And I say us because I'm a part of the Dolphins team. I live and die for this squad. I joke all the time that the Dolphins are the most important thing in my life. You know, some people be like, oh, my wife, my kids. I don't have any kids. I have a fiance. The dolphins are more important than her. Wink, wink. That's a joke, honey, if you're watching. But yeah, the, the dolphins are very important to me. Um, seeing the refs absolutely buttfuck us hurt in a big way. Talked about it all week. I'm not going to continue to harp on it. But I think if this game was refereed fairly, Tua would have thrown probably two touchdowns that game instead of one and Tyreek also dropped a touchdown that should have been one but as a wise man Big Sean once said last night we took an L but tonight we bounce back and that is exactly what the Dolphins are going to do come Sunday Tua didn't look great against the Patriots back in week two on Sunday night football but that was a much stronger stouter version of the Pats D Tua to me is going to be at least a top eight quarterback here this week in a bounce back effort next up we got the New York Jumbo Jets at the New York Football Giants now my assumption is that Tarod Taylor is going to be the starting quarterback for the Giants even if Daniel Jones is chomping at the bit to get back, even if he's more healthy, the team looks better. The offense looks better with Tyrod. To some, maybe that's a crazy take, but Ty Goat was balling last week with 279 yards and two passing touchdowns against the Commanders as the quarterback seven. With that said, this isn't the Commander's defense, though. This is the Jets. The Jets' defense that smacked up the Eagles without a lot of their main players. So I, I think, I don't think Tyrod's going to get anything going here, but I think they'll end up starting him over Daniel Jones, even if he's back. But if Daniel Jones starts, you're sitting him as well. So no need to start Tyrod or Daniel Jones. Zach Wilson, this is a great spot for the MILF Hunter against the Giants defense. But, and this is a big but, shout out to Julia Ann. Is that her name? Maybe not, maybe not. But at this point, his ceiling is like quarterback 14, and his floor is the basement, like his name was Ron Stewart. Quarterback 30 would be his, his floor. So even if this is a good spot, which it is, I would avoid him. The Jets could easily take the Giants for a walk here. Dog walk the Giants 
with Wilson just being okay, right? Wilson throws a touchdown, gets like 200 yards, doesn't throw a pick. Brees Hall has a touchdown or two, and then maybe the defense has like a pick six or a fumble six. Or they get Tyrod down, they're, they're fumbling, the Giants are fumbling, stumbling, bumbling, and the Jets just kick a bunch of field goals and smack up the Giants. That That's easily possible. Like the, the Jets have a large path to victory here, while Wilson doesn't do anything. As long as Wilson doesn't fuck it up, this should be kind of a cakewalk, in my opinion, for the Jets. Next up, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, feels like Trevor Lawrence, who's a start to me, is back. He's had two top 12 quarterback performances in a, lo- in a row. I was pretty worried about him entering into last week's affair up against the Saints on primetime Thursday night football due to that knee injury, right? When you read knee injury at the quarterback position, when it kind of looked as serious as they were mentioning it for T-Law, I was like, okay, he's not going to run as much. He doesn't run a lot. He's not like Lamar Jackson out there, Kyler, Jalen Hurts, but he runs like a little bit. But this motherfucker decided, hey, let's run. He decided to run for his highest amount of yards on the season and play his second best game of the year. Not the best spot here against the Steelers, but with Lawrence seemingly turning the page, flipping the page on the season, I like him here against the Steelers. Kenny Pickett's going to be a sit. Pickett looked to me like that was one of two good games he had all season. Coming out the bye week against the Rams last week. Though he has only thrown two touchdown passes in a singular game this season. And if you can't do that on at least a semi-regular basis, I can't galaxy brain myself. I can't have the little hamster wheel run around in my brain to to start Kenny Pickett. Because again, if you can't put... I I just, like, do you think he's going to put up three touchdowns magically here against the Jaguars defense? I definitely don't think so. Next up, we move to the Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington Commanders. But before we break this game down at the quarterback position, as well as hear about the rest of the games for week number eight, I would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a great offer for you guys today that we're going to be talking about in just a couple of seconds. And Underdog is the best place to play NFL Pick'em in the whole entire universe. And we're going to be talking about that offer that I mentioned very, very soon. So first, I'm going to explain how the Underdog Pick'em game works. You have to pick at least one player from two different teams. You can do all Thursday night football. You do Thursday and Sunday night football, Thursday and Monday night football, just Sunday, just Thursday. But you got to remember that you need to have at least one player on each team. And you can even do NFL and NBA together. So we are going to mix Thursday night football with some of the Sunday games. We're going to go with James Cook higher than 55 and a half rushing yards. I think the Bills have a better showing and James Cook has looked pretty good this season. And we are going to match that with Travis Etienne higher than 67 and a half receiving yards. Now, if both of these picks hit, we will get three times our entry fee. If we do three picks, it's six times, four picks is 10 times, and five picks is 20 times your entry fee. Now, if you are new to Underdog Fantasy and live in one of these states on your screen right now, you will get a first match deposit bonus of up to $100. So if you use promo code Notorious or click on the link in the video description, if you deposit $100, they give you an additional $100, 50 additional $50, $25 additional $25. The minimum deposit on Underdog is $10. If you have a gambling problem, please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back on into things, Eagles at Commanders. Hertz is dealing with the injury that he sustained against the Dolphins on Sunday Night Football. With that said, the reports are that he's going to be a full go against the Commanders, so I'm not panicking. He was the quarterback six in week four against Washington, and that really just feels like his floor 
this week. The man is playing out of his mind right now. Aside from that Jets disaster-filled game, he's looked unreal. You already know they're going to get at least one tush-push bullshit touchdown in this game. So Jalen Hurts, again, just, just playing unreal. Like, that throw to A.J. Brown is highlight reel. That's the type of shit that if you're an Eagles fan, you might have blown a load in your pants when you saw that. In double coverage against the Dolphins. Fucking sucked as a Dolphins fan. Wanted to break my television. But Jalen Hurts has, has looked good. Again, I'll give him all the credit. I liked Hurts going into the season a lot. He was my quarterback one. And he's been playing like that weekly. And again, A.J. Brown is just just, just on a whole other level. Like Besides Tyreek, he, he looks like the second best receiver in the NFL right now, in my opinion. Sam Howell, worst game for Howell last week. Since that like week three game against the Bills, which was even worse. I think the Eagles defense can be taken advantage of here by Washington. Now, Howell is going to get beaten and fucking battered by this defensive line. Howell just takes sacks like it's his job. He's on pace to get sacked a thousand times. It really feels like he is actually on pace to have, I think, the most amount of sacks ever against him. Think and it's, it's way higher. The pace is at least this is true. The pace is way higher than any other quarterback in the NFL right now. Howell was the quarterback 13 against them last time out. I do think the Eagles defense has gotten better since then. I think if the commanders really show up here, this is a division game, so it probably will be closer than you would think it would be with the Eagles this hot, with Hurts this hot. So Howell, to me, is a fringe start. I think he will end up looking a little bit better, though, than most people assume after, again, a disaster-filled game last week for the Commander's offense. Next up, we got the Houston Texans at the Carolina Panthers. C.J. Stroud is coming off the bye week. I expect Stroud to let it loose, foot loose, let everything hang loose against a shit Panthers defense. He's going to hang his nuts on the forehead of the Panthers defense. He has been a top 13 quarterback in four of six games this season. Feels relatively reliable, like wrapping a rubber, a condom over your team week in and week out, and has only one interception on the season. He also should be getting Tank Dell, the computer man, back this week, which should help him out even more. Bryce Young is going to be a sit for me. Young has looked solid to me. He looked really good in one game. And okay in another one. Like the others, he, he didn't look the best. This spot against the Texans is fine coming out of the bye. But in reality, Young has not done enough this season to show me that he is start worthy. Maybe in a few weeks when he gets a cupcake matchup against the Bears or the Titans, I might change my tune here. But up against the, the Texans, that's a... That's a no for me, dog. Next up, we move to the Cleveland Browns at the Seattle Seahawks. Now, Deshaun Watson is dealing with a strain in his subscapularis muscle, which, after further research, causes pain and weakness in the rotator cuff. Not great for a quarterback. Now, I am as much of a doctor as Johnny Sins, but that doesn't sound great. No bueno, as they would say. Even if he tries to toughen up and force himself to play, he could easily get benched, even though Seahawks defense isn't that great, or knocked out of the game just like he was last week. You cannot trust Watson right now. You simply cannot. Things like the season started off, it was looking kind of good. The first three games, he was pretty decent. Last week, he looked like dog shit. It looked like he he tapped out. He called uncle. 
And uh, they, they got P.J. Walker in the game. PJ, I think P.J. Walker will be the starter this week, though. He's yet to throw a touchdown this season and has thrown three picks. But the team looks like they have more juice under Walker. The defense even looks more fired up to play the game for P.J. Walker. Now, the offense actually has been moving the ball pretty well. It's just that the touchdowns are all coming from the running backs. Geno Smith, even in a perfect matchup, a wet dream matchup against the Cardinals, a matchup where you could throw your fucking grandma in and she'd play good. Geno was just the quarterback 17. And again, that was in a bye week where there's like a million teams on bye. So quarterback 17 in that situation is not that impressive. Now, it's not even impressive when all 32 teams are playing, but it's even less impressive when there are six teams on bye. Now... He just hasn't looked very good at all this season, and I'm not trying to sugarcoat it here. He has only had one Uno game inside of the top 12 in a spot against a stout Browns defense. I know the Browns defense got exposed by Gardner Minshew last week, right? This is still a great defense. You can't start Geno Smith here. If he couldn't perform in the easiest matchup, and now he's got to go into a really tough matchup against the Browns, that scares me. Next up, we move to the Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos in Mile High. Patrick Mahomes. Now, last week, he's a start. Last week, I talked about how that Chargers game felt like the huge game that we've been waiting for out of Mahomes. It really just felt like Mahomes was just kind of coasting all season, right? Not really having the game where it's all gas, no breaks, where he is just dicking down a defense. And he did that. That's exactly what he did. This game feels like another solid one. You know, the matchup's great against Denver. The Denver defense is dog shit. The last time out against Denver, it was kind of... You knew the whole game the Chiefs were going to win, but it wasn't a high-scoring game. And he was the quarterback seven. So it's entirely possible that this end game ends up being a little bit more low-scoring than we would want. But Mahomes is still going to end up being start-worthy, obviously. You start him every single week. Doesn't matter which defense he plays. Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited. Don't love the spot here against the Chiefs as he did underperform the last time these two teams played on prime time in week six. So very short time ago, these two teams played. In that game, he was the quarterback 23. Shout out Michael Jordan, which was... Mr. Unlimited, his worst game on the season. This leads to Russ being a fringe start for me on the week. And again, we've been talking about this all week. We've been talking about this over at least the last couple of weeks. This defense for the Chiefs, it's like every year, like the Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Now, it's not like their defense has been dog shit, like they weren't the best against the Bucs, but at the Super Bowl they lost. But the defense has been decent. Like this this defense is better than decent. Like, this is a really solid defense, and it's crazy to see the Chiefs have the best quarterback in the NFL, besides Tua, the second-best quarterback in the NFL, wink, you know? And then they have such a great defense. It's really a scary fucking recipe. Next up, we move to the Baltimore Ravens at the Arizona Cardinals. Josh Dobbs looks like a shell of what he was earlier on in the season, and the Ravens' defense are getting scary for October, baby. Spooktober, Halloween time, they're scary. So I don't want anything to do with Dobbs, who could easily be, you know, besides maybe Levis and Willis. What you talking about, Willis? The worst quarterback in fantasy on the week, so. No, don't, don't start Josh Dobbs. Um, he tricked us a little bit uh, from the start of the season. Lamar Jackson. Lamar put up a clinic last week against Detroit. I was slobbering. I was doing the Gawk Gawk 9000. I was doing tricks on the, on the lines metaphorical cock right i was talking about how the lions are a wagon the lions might be the best team in the nfl man oh man and the lions that sounded that sounded disgusting i shouldn't have done that i'm not a child but it was probably funny 
The Lions shit the bed. The Lions, they were so bad. Like, that defense that looked too legit to quit, nowhere to be found. Man had 350-plus passing yards, 36 rushing yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. That was his second four-passing touchdown game, or four-touchdown total game on the season. And it is entirely possible that he does it yet again up against a putrid Cardinals defense. Lamar should easily be a top three quarterback this week. And if he keeps playing this strong, he might fuck around and win the MVP award yet again. Again, Dobbs clear sit, Lamar clear start. Next up, we got the Cincinnati Bengals at the 49ers, the last game before Sunday Night Football. So if you have enjoyed this far, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button again. It really helps me out a ton. Bengals at 49ers. Now, Brock Purdy's nickname used to be Big Cock Brock. Right now, he's Micro Cock Brock. All right? That thing is shriveling up like when you step outside of the shower in the winter. Purdy looked bad. Capital B-A-D last week. But I am not ready to give up on him after two bad games. Maybe it's some sort of funk, or maybe... He just ran so hot, he was bound to cool off, right? You win that many regular season games in a row, there's eventually bound to be a fuck-up or two. This is a solid matchup, in my opinion, for Brock. And even if he's without Debo, I think Debo might play, but it'll probably be more limited, I would still start him this week. Again, am I starting to worry? Yes. Am I starting to panic? Yes. Because this guy was Mr. Irrelevant, right? Maybe there's a reason. Now, again, he, even if... The rest of his career sucks. That was still crazy anyways. So all the credit to Brock Purdy. But maybe he's not as good as... Maybe we had rose-colored glasses. You know? Maybe he's still good and it's just a little bit of a funk, which I think is also possible. So don't just panic cut Brock Purdy off your team. If you want to start someone else, go ahead. Right? Go right ahead. But I'm still playing Brock Purdy with, with at least a little bit of confidence this week. For the Bengals, Joe, Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty. Burrow has had two solid games in a row prior to the bye week. Coming out the bye this week, the 49ers defense might not be that impenetrable wall like I thought that they were. They are banged up, so I'm not here to say that they're just fucking dead for the season, right? Teams have bad games. Very clear this year. There isn't really one clear alpha team in the NFL besides, besides maybe the Chiefs. Or maybe the Ravens. But this week, especially since Burrow appears to look far sharper from the start of the season, especially since they're coming out the bye, I expect Joe Burrow to get right, even though it's not a get-right game because it looked decent, but continue on that stride, choo-choo, all aboard. The Joe Burrow Express, and I know it says Lamar Jackson for the Bengals on your screen right now, but it's obviously Joe Burrow. That's what happens when the intern makes graphics. Next up, we move to the Chicago Bears at the LA Chargers. Justin Herbert, the pervert, versus Tyson. Somebody thought you might forget Tyson Bajent. Tyson looked good against the Raiders. Didn't make any mistakes. His style of play might be good enough to beat the Chargers. Right? He, he kind of just stands there, holds the ball, doesn't do anything fucking stupid. Stands there, delivers like a perfect backup quarterback does. Now, I'm not starting him because he, he, the reason why they win this game isn't because Bajent goes out there and slings 250 yards and two touchdowns. It's going to be because they get the he gets the team into range so maybe he throws one 
and then Foreman gets a touchdown or Roshan gets a touchdown, right? And then they kick some field goals. And then maybe the Chargers offense is just in such a funk, uptown funk you up, that uh, they, they just can't do anything and the Bears win. Like, again, do I think the Bears are going to win? No. But Tyson Bajent is good enough to, when the Chargers are down and out for the count, to potentially cause a bit of a, a tougher game for him. Like, if, if the Chargers allow the Bears into this game, the Bears could win. Right, again, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I think the Chargers win pretty easily, but it is possible. Justin Herbert, the pervert, looked bad last week in KC. Taylor Swift's voodoo powers had Herbert playing like Zach Wilson. But that might not even be the correct term because Zach Wilson actually looked good against the Chiefs. Even though Herbert was the quarterback 21, can you do something for me? Last week, before that, he was the top. He was a top 12 quarterback in every single game. Even though I am a little worried... He faces the Bears here, right? This is the ultimate spot to have a bounce back game. Final game here, Monday Night Football, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Detroit Lions. Jared Goffinata versus Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy G spot, Jimmy Pornstar. Now, Garoppolo is expected to come back this week from his back injury. Now, I know. Nick, the Lions just got spit-roasted by the Ravens. I know. But uh, the Raiders' offense isn't the, the Ravens, so. I think Jimmy's going to look decent here, but I think the Lions' defense plays better, and I think Jimmy Garoppolo is he's going to be okay in this game, but not start-worthy. Jared Goff, Lions game in Baltimore last Sunday, like, this was like their, okay, prove-it game. Prove it. And they, they shit the bed. Goff looked bad, and the defense crumbled. This is a... Big bounce-back spot, though, against the Raiders defense that just got a train ran on him by Tyson Bajent and the Bears. Prior to this down week, Goff was the quarterback four in two games straight. Quarterback four in two games straight. So there is no need to panic on Jared Goff. So thank you guys all so much for watching. Start Jared Goff. If you didn't be enjoying today's video and you are new to the channel, please make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. Whether you are new to the channel or not, hit a like, hit that like button, smash that like button like it owes you money. It helps me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. If you want my weekly rankings, as well as an answer to any of the questions you guys may have, check out the Patreon link in the video description for $7.50 a month. I love you guys all so much. Hope you have a great rest of your guys' day. Check out one of the videos on your screen if you haven't seen them already. Love you guys. Have a great one. And as always, see you later with the tight end starts it video. Good boy!